The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They don't reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, lighten the fuck up. Enjoy. Now, Crown Vic. Oh, hey there. How are y'all doing today? Welcome to... Sorry, I shouldn't yawn when I do an intro. Welcome to episode 39 of the Poorly Made Police Memes podcast. I hope you guys are having a good day, week, night, whatever the fuck you're doing right now. This is a little different episode. I think you guys will enjoy it. I don't want to say it's too different. It's it's pretty on the course. But So I talked to a fella named Benjamin Trust, who is a professional wrestler and a full-time cop. It's a very interesting episode, and if you're one of those people you're not into wrestling, I think you'll enjoy the little ins and outs we talk about it, and also there's a lot of cop stuff in there, and a good dude, and I think you guys will really enjoy it. So uh, check him out. He's on Instagram, Benjamin Trust, Twitter, at Slam United, and he's also over on Facebook, Benjamin Trust. So, And of course, I'll have all the links for you. Now, the... Uh, Poorly made weight loss challenge. So I uh, I had a cheesy gordita crunch, and uh, now I weigh like almost a pound more. So there you go. Weight loss is weird. It's fucked up too because, you know, over Thanksgiving, I ate like a fucking piece of shit, and I ended up losing like a pound and a half. But, you know, the ebbs and flows of that shit. I did start taking a uh, a supplement. One may call it a magic pill. I'm assuming it's not going to work. So I'm not going to say who the uh, creator of it. Maybe I'll give a review in about a month because I got like a month's supply. And I wasn't going to do it. And then, you know, Black Friday they had a sale. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll give it a shot. Hopefully they didn't steal $30, but they probably did. I'll let you know. I'll give you a poorly made update. Before we get into the podcast, so I wanted to uh, go over a couple things because I've I've had some questions come up. And uh, I don't want to take too much time before we get going, but... It's important, I think, because some people have been asking about the future of the page and the podcast, and uh, this conversation is actually partly motivated by a conversation I had with my brother, because he listens to the podcast, he likes it, and he asked how things were going. I said, yeah, you know, I got this and that, and we were talking about the, the ins and outs of it, and I guess to give you guys a little bit of inside baseball, I'm in my mid-30s, and I have to think about, you know, I got kids that may go to college, I got bills to pay and I got a bunch of kids and like everybody, I want the ability to retire and, you know, not work until I'm on my deathbed. So I have to start thinking career wise, is this going to be a sustainable career in a basement making a podcast? Uh, I I posted some shit on Facebook the other day about, you know, we had over a thousand people listen to my podcast more than anybody else on their podcast list, which is pretty cool. You know, I joke, you know, we're into the millions, but on average, most of the episodes here get a couple thousand people, which is pretty cool. And and we're growing. And I didn't know exactly what I expected, you know, coming from a page, a Facebook page that has, you know, 175,000 likes and Instagram has over 100,000 likes. I didn't know how many people are podcast people. And Frankly, my first episode might have scared some people off. That was probably a mistake. But I guess the point I'm trying to get to here is I I have to think about 
what's best for me. And as much as I enjoy doing this, and I really do enjoy doing it, and I think it does a whole lot of good, I have to think about the the monetary point because, you know, I'm pretty fair, I think, with the people advertising on the podcast. So I'm not charging them an arm and a leg. So by the time I'm done recording and editing and doing all the thing with it, I'm not, you know, I think I'm making less than a minimum wage. You know, I got, I got to think about my future too. And, you know, you guys know I, I frequently think about law enforcement or going back to law enforcement. I think at this point the podcast will be back after Christmas. I, I think it will be back. I don't I don't think you have to worry about it being gone. But with that said, you know, and I, I don't like begging for money and you know, we've talked about it on the Facebook page a little bit more and the Instagram page a little bit more when I asked I was asking people about, you know, if I should do a uh oh what the dick is it called? Patreon. I was a little hesitant and the poll was like a little bit more than 50 50 most people were like oh yeah it's cool do your thing i'm a little weird with it because i get you guys you know it's your hard-earned money too but i guess i hear something consider so at the end of the podcast i always you know joke about stealing mom's credit card donating a dollar to or donating to uh keep this podcast going and i there's a handful of you guys that do and you can i think it's what you can donate 99 cents like 4.99 up to like 9.99 or something like that a month which is really cool that people have done that you know, I, I said earlier, a couple thousand people listen to the podcast. If the regular listen listeners pitched in a dollar, which I'm not, I'm not telling you to do. I'm just throwing it out there. If everybody pitched in a dollar, that would make a huge difference in my decision making into the future. I'm not trying to like pressure you guys into donating and stuff. I'm just kind of putting it out there that this is, you know, it's a thing. It's quote unquote a career and. Maybe it's not. I don't know, but it may turn into a hobby. And I feel like I'm probably blabbering now, but now you guys have kind of an idea what I'm kind of thinking about. So just food for thought. But if you know, if you want to see this thing continue, you know, think about donating, think about you know buying merch, think about telling your friends about it because the more people that listen to it, I can probably command more in advertisements and all that good stuff. So just a little message me to you. Uh, sorry, this was went on way longer than I thought it was going to. But anyway, let's get to our band because uh, I've been slacking on that. So the band we got up today is Seconds to Say. I haven't played them in a while, I don't think. You can find them all over the internet machine, Facebook, Instagram, all the streaming services. And I think I learned how to turn the music down a little bit, so hopefully it doesn't blast your eardrums out. And we'll be right back with Benjamin Trust. All right, and now I told you guys I had a wrestler on the podcast, and I know you guys are going to be very excited to hear who I have on. And his name is John Cena! I'm just kidding. He canceled. I just have some other guy. Welcome to the podcast, Benjamin Trust. How are you, buddy? Hey, howdy. How you doing? Good, man. Some other guy. Some other wrestler. Some other some other fella. I mean, it's all guys in spandex, right? Yeah, basically. It's all the same thing. So normally when I start the podcast out, I ask what people are drinking. But obviously, uh, well, for us, it's nine in the morning on a Wednesday. So I'm not consuming alcohol. This is like the third or fourth sober episode. So I apologize. I've got, I, I wanted to drink a Orange Dream Sickle Rain. You know about those, right? 
Oh, hell yeah. I mean, every cop knows about those. Yeah, probably because of me. Rain should fucking pay me money. But anyway. It fucking should, man. I used to blow those shit up out of the water. But anyway, I, I thought I had one. I was searching my fridge. That's why we're late starting a podcast, by the way, buddy. I was just going through my fridge. I thought I had one. I don't. But I have the next best thing. So there's this thing. I don't know if anybody else has it, but it's called Bucked Up Energy. Have you ever heard of it? No, no. Is that a? I, I think there's a bucked up pre-workout energy drink or something like that. Maybe it's the same company. I don't know, but they. I've seen them a few places. I even saw them back in Colorado. They're actually really good. And this one's called Killer OJ. It's fantastic. If you run across them, I highly suggest. They should give you money for that. That was a good plug, man. Fuck, man. I have like so many missed opportunities for money. <laughs> Here I am in a fucking sex dungeon, and I should be rich for all the fucking plugs I do. Plugs in a sex dungeon. I like it. <laughs> like I, I, I set myself up for that one. Oh, man. Well, anyway, man, let's talk about you a little bit. So you're a cop in the, the Midwest, right? Yep. City of St. Louis, to be precise. Fuck your life. But we won't get too <laughs> too far into that. How long have you been a cop for? Uh, 2018. So four years. I think I just hit four years. Okay. Um, now. Yeah. I, I usually don't get to ask agency specific questions and I'm not going to ask anything that's going to, you know, fuck you. Cause I'm not a blue Falcon, but is uh St. Louis the kind of place where they, they have their own Academy and they hire you and send you through their Academy or how do you get yeah, how's Missouri? St. Yeah. St. Louis. Uh, I'm not, I don't know about whole Missouri, but I know St. Louis. Yeah. They, they hire you, you go through their Academy and then you uh, get assigned to an area station out of the Academy. Okay. Okay. Now, when I'm curious, because this reminds me of a, a local department back home. So when you get stationed out at a, a, a precinct or wherever, are you stuck there forever kind of deal? Or can you move around different places on bid time? It's funny that you say that. Uh, so, yeah, I started out in the north part of the city and I've been there uh, most of my career. And then about two months ago, I got transferred to the south side. So they just put you where they need you, really. So you've been a cop for about four years on patrol or? the whole time or doing other stuff i've got to do some cool internships um which is cool but you know with everything else going on in my life uh i like you know i just like patrol you know uh my partner just is he just got transferred to swat um and i'm real happy for him uh my old partner is like on a specialized unit i don't know exactly what their name of their unit is because it's changed like twice but i mean you know i got my wrestling stuff going on too so yeah, they don't they don't know this, but you're you're kind of a big deal. <laughs> I would say I'm a fairly popular independent wrestler. Yeah, you're going to be after uh, everybody hears about you and the millions of people that listen to this podcast do. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, help out a lot. So, I guess we'll kind of well since we're heading that way, let's go that way. So, how long have you been doing the wrestling thing for? Uh, started in so I started training for pro wrestling in 2015 i had my first first match in 2016 so about a year later and i i wrestled collegially my whole life so the trans the transition was easier i think than some other people picking up from ground zero uh and i was getting pretty popular i had a lot of momentum but uh you know i wanted to settle down with the wife and buy a house and stuff like that so i uh, joined the academy in 2018 and actually i took you know uh the academy time off i couldn't wrestle during that and then i didn't wrestle while i was still a probationary officer uh because i didn't want to get hurt and 
lose my job and as soon as I dropped my pee, start wrestling again, then COVID hit. And now I'm here back to start wrestling back again in uh April and just been nonstop, you know, two, three weekends a month. I, I got all sorts of questions because I'm I'm interested in this and this actually came up uh in the last podcast where you I don't know how we got there. I was really hammered by the end, but we started talking about like old, not old, old wrestling, but like nineties wrestling, you know, Undertaker, Kane, Stone Cold, all those guys, Mankind, Mick Foley. And it's, it's interesting to me. I don't even know, you know, if you wanted to get into that kind of stuff, like how do you get discovered? Oh man. So I love old school wrestling, by the way. Uh, The independent scene is there's like, there's, there's companies that everyone's friends with everyone in wrestling. So uh, there's guys that would be wrestling in, I'm going to use an example from St. Louis. There's a guy, Warhorse from St. Louis. Uh, you know, I saw him wrestling all these like, you know, ballrooms and, and stuff like that. And uh, AEW, which is another big like WWE style company, they're televised. Uh, they brought him on for one match just randomly and uh, he blew up because of it. And, you know, now he's wrestling all these bigger independent shows. So it's, there's levels to it, but it's, you know, everything's so close together. It's like, I would, I would compare it to like music in Memphis. You know, you could, you could be playing in a bar one night and then got a record deal the next, you know? Yeah. Just really looking to, to strike gold, I guess. Yeah. Basically, you know, just have one good match. We call good matches bangers in the wrestling business. So, you know, you have one. That's what I, that's what I call the, right the good match with my wife is a banger. <laughs> hey, like, hey, oh, four only kids. Four those, only four of those. Yeah. <laughs> only four bangers in uh, like over a decade. But anyway, <laughs> uh, off track. Um, so these, uh, I guess it, it's probably depends on where you are in the country. I don't remember really seeing anything like that in Denver. And, and I don't know, maybe, you know, but like in the, you know, Colorado, I didn't know, I don't want to call it underground, but you know, before we started recording, you were, you know, mentioned that there's a bar that, you know, you go wrestle at pretty frequently. I don't know if there's anything like that in Colorado. Is that more of like a, a Midwest thing or do you know? Uh, so I'm um, compare it back to music and like Nashville and Memphis and stuff. It's like the independent scene has moved a little, uh, you know, I used to be on the coast. Chicago's always had a big independent wrestling scene. Uh, Indianapolis has a big independent wrestling scene. Uh, but over the last like year, especially post COVID, like I just kind of lucked out being in St. Louis. Cause it seems like St. Louis is like the scene right now for independent wrestling. Yeah. We don't call it underground. We call it independent. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds cooler when you, you call it underground though. Cause you can stay it straight from does. the underground. It does actually. I like, I, I, I do like it. You know? Okay. So in, sorry, I, I will uh, admonish myself for that independent no, wrestling. No. Yeah. Now, you said you wrestled collegiately and, you know, going into the pro style wrestling, I mean, really after college there's and maybe the Olympics, there's not like that type of wrestling, right? What do they, what do they call it? Like Greek wrestling? Uh, Greco-Roman freestyle. Yeah. You know, obviously I wasn't good enough to be in the Olympics, but like, I think you were good enough to be in the Olympics. I appreciate it, but there's like, there's, you know, there's just nothing to do. You know, and I like telling this story. This is how I got into pro wrestling. Uh, I wrestled, uh, started dating my girlfriend at the time, now wife, and she was a huge pro wrestling fan. You know, I told her I was a wrestler. She thought I was a pro wrestler. Found out I was, you know, just got to wear a singlet and 
wrestled other men. Uh, it was a little, little underwhelming for her. And uh, when I was done wrestling, I had like a year where I didn't do anything. You know, I got kind of out of shape and stuff. And she was like, you know, it would be a good excuse for you to uh, get back in shape. Uh, pro wrestling. So for our one year anniversary, she bought me pro wrestling lessons. That's what started it. What a gal, man. I already like her already. And, you know, and we were talking before the podcast about how she, you know, lets you go all over the place and wrestle. I'm going to yeah. buy her a beer. She sounds like a great <laughs> gal, man. You lucked out. I, I, I feel very fortunate. She, uh, and I put her through a lot. So between being a, a pro wrestler, yeah, I think like I, I have one job skill that's putting myself in danger for money. So between, you know, being a police officer and, uh, you know, jumping off things and putting my body in danger, like I'm sure I stress her out a lot, you know? So the pro wrestling lessons, I mean, what do you do to like go to somebody's house, like in some trailer park and he like shows you how to jump off like the roof onto a trampoline or how's that work? <laughs> no, it's actually, so there's a lot of good schools throughout the country. Like um, Seth Rollins, who's a big WWE wrestler. Uh, he has a school in Illinois. Uh, I went to Dynamo, which is a school in St. Louis, you know, and they're run by various wrestlers. Uh, and I would recommend going to an actual uh, school if you want to be, if anyone's listening, they want to be an independent wrestler. Because uh, getting trained in a backyard is not a good way to start. But yeah, no, I went to like a legit school. There's like rings. The school I went to has two uh, wrestling rings in there that's set up. They got weights and, and all that stuff. And uh, there's like a form. There was a former ring honor champion that was training everybody. Uh, so yeah, there's like legit classes, you know. And like I said, I had to step ahead of everybody because I already knew how to like roll and, you know, wrestlers make good pro wrestlers. So. Yeah. Oh man, that reminded me like the academy when we were doing the Koga rolls. Fuck my life. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, like. So I, I am curious, you know, because I, I know wrestling, I don't want to compare it to magic, but I guess it's a good analogy. Is it okay if I ask you questions like about um, behind the scenes type stuff? Because I don't, I don't want to ruin the magic for anyone, but I, I am curious about some of that. Yeah. If you're curious, man, I'll answer whatever you're curious about. All right, but it's not you're not gonna get like blackballed by the wrestling community, like oh this guy's giving out trade secrets, right? Yeah, I mean no, that was the most midwestern thing to say. Yeah, but no. Uh, Ope. Let me yeah, Ope. Let me say I think pro wrestling. Everyone knows you buy a ticket, and everybody knows that you're going to see a performance. So trying to convince you that it's not a performance is not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to suck you into it when you come watch me wrestle. You know, I don't mind talking about the backstage stuff. That's that's another thing. You, you, it's funny you mentioned a bunch of old wrestlers. Um, you know, we all know gimmicks and characters that that people portray. It's like, I think the best gimmicks are just like Mick Foley is Mick Foley. You know, you go meet Mick Foley in real life, and he's just the same guy he is. Wait a second. Inside the ring. Have you met Mick Foley? I've not met Mick Foley. Oh, I've met other cooler I was, wrestlers. I was gonna be very, very jealous of you. <laughs> Mick Foley's the man, though. I met Batista. Batista was cool. Oh yeah, I remember that dude. I yeah. uh, I may have in ninth or tenth grade. So I mean, like I was in high school. I dressed up as Mankind for Halloween and uh, had a Mister Socko. So that is awesome. That's how fucking weird I am. No, I think I think that's the thing about pro wrestling is it touches. It's like. You got kids, right? You got boys. Yeah. 
there's something about some things that like boys will always like like no two-year-old has ever looked at a dinosaur and been like this isn't the coolest fucking thing in the world you know so i think like every eight to 12 year old boy sees pro wrestling and thinks oh this is awesome you know i was in high school though i mean that's fine <laughs> i don't seen a poster on my wall when i was in high school so no judgment here fair enough oh god i'm gonna get some hate for that but anyway <laughs> all right so the schools back to i guess to to circle back to my original question the schools now it's all an act and stuff is that something they talk about too when they're teaching you stuff like how to come up with like your gimmick uh it's funny you say that so I think it depends on the school. Most of the time, the instructors are just making sure you don't, A, hurt anyone else, and B, don't hurt yourself. Um, and then, I don't know, man, like, I see some some trainers try to give their students gimmicks, and it's bad. Some trainers give their students gimmicks, and it's good. And then some people just come up with their own thing, you know? I don't think I could be anything else but what I do, you know? I'm just... What's your gimmick? What What do you do? Uh, I, just, I slam people, man. That's what I do. Uh, you know, and I, I, I thought about it a lot. Because uh, I wanted to, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Jeff Hardy. I wanted to be uh, Rey Mysterio. I'm not a luchador. Uh, so I'm just, you know, I look, if you look at me, I look like Midwestern, all-American, baby-faced guy. I got a freaking Captain America tattoo when I was 17. So, Steve you know, Rogers <laughs> is our nation's hero. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, and I've always been a Captain America fan and whatnot, but when you have that and you project that, your family, your friends, you know, they, they don't have ideas for birthday presents. So then you end up with like 20, you know, Captain America shirts or shirts that say USA on them and stuff. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just like it's a bad thing. No, yeah, it's just, it's just who I am. You know, like when they're draw when they were writing Superman and they wanted to make Clark Kent this uh, Midwestern, you know, good boy all-american good boy like that's that's me i grew up in midwest and just an all-american good boy you know <laughs> so fair enough kind of my gimmick now you know so these wrestling schools are are you you're basically learning you know how to land properly and, and how to do this shit to people so they don't get hurt in the long run right yeah yeah how to pick people up and drop them without hurting them but okay. make it look like it hurts them i got gotcha. you and all right the chairs do you know what's what's the story with the chairs are those like prop chairs or those like real fucking chairs like do you stop before uh-huh. you hit them like what's the deal they're, they're all they're all real fucking chairs you just uh like when those guys back in the day were taking headshots yeah they were just just full-blown taking headshots uh wow. now the now you try to uh hit them maybe across the back to get a good flat area surface versus a flat area surface but yeah, all that shit's real like thumbtacks real you know Oh, uh, yeah. uh, I, I can't, I'm thinking of the cage match between uh, Mankind and the Taker. Yeah, I mean, well, that was that was uh, I love that match, but that went wrong. You know, he was supposed to slam him on the cage and the cage wasn't supposed to buckle. It was just poorly made. So it buckled and then he. By the way, I didn't make the, the cage. That wasn't me. I was a kid. When yeah, that wasn't poorly made cage memes. Yeah. Oh, that could be yeah. my next uh, my next venture. I've got too many pages as it is. Um, I make so many spelling errors. That's why I love your page. Just it's beautiful. Yeah, simple. Um, simple like me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I that 
That makes sense. Now, I, I guess where I'm going to go, and this is a little off track from the training aspect of it, but, and I don't know about the independent wrestling scene, but I, I've heard, you know, I've read, you know, places where, especially in like the bigger things like WWE, you're, it's basically kind of a scripted deal, like who's going to win and lose. Is there like animosity, like, oh, they always let this fucking guy win or, or how does it work on the independent circuit? I mean, it's so, it's all about marketability on the independent circuit. Uh, you'll win a lot if the promoter, because there's promoters for every little ABC company. Uh, and the promoter wants his guys to win or the guys he likes the most or the guys he thinks will sell the most tickets. So that's just kind of how you, if we call it going over in the business. Like if you want to go over, that, that means win the match. Like you got to be the, the most marketable guy pretty much, you know? Uh, but yeah, there's, there's animosity sometimes backstage. People don't want to do that. It's called doing the job when you lose, you know, some people yeah. don't want to do the job to this guy. It's like, it's like, you know, I'm going to compare it to policing. Uh, you know how, like some people get spots on special units or, you know, whatever, cause they got friends in places and politics and stuff. Allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly, allegedly, you know, there's clicks and stuff, you know, it's, it's all the oh, same, yeah. man. Yeah. This kind of relates, and it, it's a little off topic, but I was thinking the other day, I, I feel frequently cops have this idea that things are only associated to being a cop. And nepotism is one, you know, that you just brought up. Well, kind of nepotism, frenetism. And then the other thing, the big thing is, is oh, you know, we, you know, we fuck nurses, we sleep around, blah, blah, blah. I think everybody does that, but cops get into their own like little world of only hanging out with cops. So they only think it happens in their little bubble. I could bubble, be off. Yeah. I could be off base with that, but I, and I was having another conversation on another podcast where that kind of that seed was planted in my brain. I started thinking about that the other day. And so I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Whoever's listening. I mean, maybe, you know, we get into our own little clicks and our own little bubbles and we think we're the only ones experiencing things, but really the rest of the world's doing the same shit. We just only hang out with other cops. I could be wrong though. No, I mean, that's a good theory. Cause I see memes that about cop stuff where it's like, Oh, cops are addicted to caffeine, which we are, but it's like, I don't know many hardworking adult Americans that aren't addicted to caffeine, you know? So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Only cops drink monsters and rains. Why is every <laughs> gas station in America filled with them? exactly that's a good point you know yeah and i think it's cool to have like your own thing and your own identity and i'll keep making memes about it but um <laughs> you know maybe that's uh maybe that's something we need to we need to internalize and think about i, I and you, you know it's it's funny that you say uh you know, cops only hang out with other cops yeah man it's so easy to just get ducked into this all cop world you know it's and again i'm gonna relate back to pro wrestling because i know pro wrestlers that are just completely tucked into their own like pro wrestling world so yeah i think it's like a tribalism thing you know you start doing something it's so easy to make it your only identity in life you know man that's a good that's a good way of putting it the tribalism thing yeah yeah that we're, we're breaking ground here i thought we were going to talk about wrestling and dumb shit but we're, we're having a big conversation here you have you have Benjamin Trust, Mr. Extraordinary himself, you're going to have good conversations, man. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> it's only because it's, we're both sober and it's nine in the morning. Yeah. 
yeah i was editing uh, yeah i was editing uh was i think this is 39 i was editing 38 the other day and i was like i about ruined this i was so fucking hammered (laughs) oh man but anyway yeah so what's your go-to drink real quick i gotta know um i don't really have like a go-to i like you know i think variety is the spice of life but uh i mean i like if i'm going for like a beer god i don't know it just kind of depends i mean sometimes i'll drink like a strawberry beerita which sounds really weird they're not the best thing ever but they'll get you really wasted really quick so if i want to get wasted really quick i'll I'll down one of those 40s from the gas station (laughs) wow yeah um I don't know. I will tell you that my brother was making fun of me the other day. It, I always have Ron Rico rum in my house and it's like bottom shelf fucking shit. I don't even know if it's out here in Iowa and I only have like a pinch of it left from Colorado. So I, I better buy some when I'm back in a month or so. Yeah. I don't know if I really have a, a go-to. I, I like to try different things. What's, uh, what's your go? You got a go-to? Uh, before. So I started, I want to do a bodybuilding show too. That's a whole nother thing. Uh, but it's all just to help my pro wrestling. So before I started doing all that, uh, go-to was Guinness, you know, but yeah. I'll drink. Yeah. You don't like Guinness? Okay. I, I like the lighter beers, to be honest with you. I mean, it's not like the worst thing ever, but that, yeah, it's, fine. it's an acquired I, drink, thing. Yeah. I'll drink Miller, Miller, Coors, Bud, Budweiser, you know, I'll drink, I'll drink anything. I'm not super picky, but. Lately, I've been, and I discovered Yinglings. Have you ever heard of Yinglings? Are you fucking kidding me? Have I ever yeah. heard of Yinglings? I fucking hawk Yingling all the time on my podcast and on my page. I can't fucking get them here, though. Can you yeah, get them in Missouri? No, I told you I went to fucking uh, Cleveland and shit and oh. discovered them. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good beer. It's good beer. Uh, They're supposed to be nation, nationwide soon, so I can't fucking wait because I think I'm out. I had a I had a stash from some friends. I'm out now. So, yeah, I got a stash. I have a stash, and I'm gonna be sad when I run out. But you know what I'm saying is I'm trying to do like you know lower calorie drinks, which sucks. And now it's been like lately just like a diet coke and whiskey or something. Uh, but I miss beer. I miss beer. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing a poorly made weight loss challenge. Where I'm, I'm I'm trying to lose some weight because uh, I've uh, I've really packed on the pounds since I left. And uh, so, you know, I don't want to die when I'm 45. So I, I need to fucking <laughs> lose some weight. So I haven't really I've laid off a little bit on the alcohol. I only drink during podcasts, but I think at some point I'm going to have to probably to get over a hump. I'm going to have to stop. I've heard vodka and like vodka water and shit like that. Vodka is the way to go for those. It is like if people try to justify that shit to me, it's gross. I, I don't really like vodka to begin with, but I, I guess it's it's more keto friendly and shit like that. So that's that's the thing to talk about cops. I feel like it's so easy. Like, you know, people obviously make fun of fat cops, but it's like a double edged sword because people don't want fat cops. But, you know, you get discounts at McDonald's and, and all these unhealthy places and then people bring candy and pies and shit like that to the police stations to like donate and, and stuff. And it's like so easy to get fat as a cop, you know, there is nothing easier. Here we go again. It's so easy to be cop, fat as a cop. There's more, more cop tribalism. I think it's just easy to be fat. It's so easy to be fat. Cause I'm not a cop anymore. I don't get the discounts anymore. <laughs> um, I got fucking, I ballooned, dude. 
Um, that's the easiest thing on earth to do is get fat because what do you do when you're bored? Again, I go to the fridge, see what's in there. You know, I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. Good point. point. Yeah. So let's get back to wrestling a little bit. Have you gotten any shit from uh, the guys you work with about being a wrestler? Has it been positive, negative, some of both? Uh, Some of both. I mean, I would say, so when I, you know, when I joined the Academy and stuff, I was, I was really like, I remember one time I got a black guy. This is, I, I didn't tell a lot of people, some of my, some of the close people I made friends with knew, but when I started wrestling again, one time I got a black eye and I showed up to, uh, to work and people were asking how I got the black eye and I kind of just like came out to them like, Hey, I, uh, I'm a professional wrestler, moonlighting <laughs> a professional wrestler. And, I would um, fucking laugh at you, man. If you were like some guy on my show, you'd be like, hey, you're fucking with me. <laughs> yeah, no, it happened. And, and I would say like, some people would be like, oh, it's dumb, you know, especially like cops are super into, and again, this could be tribalism. Cops are super into like jujitsu right now, you know, like it's like the thing to get into if you're a police officer, which is probably good. But it's like some of those guys that get into that jujitsu super hard, they think pro wrestling is real dumb. It's like somehow ruining their sport, you know, their thing. So those guys will like make jokes and kind of hate on me, but it's like so random. Like I'll have some like, old lieutenant or something come up to me and be like, Hey, are you the, the prof- professional wrestler guy? And I'm like, yeah, it's me. He's like, Oh, I used to love mankind and undertaker and Bobby brain, Heenan, you know, and then they want to have like a two hour conversation about wrestling with me. Yeah. So, and like I said, there's a bar, it's not a bar, it's an athletic club, but they do have a bar at the club uh, that I wrestled for in St. Louis. And a lot of cops come to that because again, $2 draft beer. I uh, can't beat that. No, I, I'm ready to drive to St. Louis right now to get two dollar draft beers in you know avo- try and avoid all the crime down there. <laughs> there's not. I, I'm sorry. There's no crime in, in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. You know, you brought up like the old LT. Oh, I used to love this thing. In the last podcast, uh, it it came up, and I loved wrestling because it was just fun. You know what I mean? Like it was stupid and fun. Like there wasn't a whole lot of thought involved in it. You could just watch and dudes are throwing each other and it was theater of it was fun. I, I liked, you know, the storylines were dumb, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how else to put it. it. It was entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about, and then, you know, and I'm a big like MMA fan. Like I watch that stuff. Uh, I got a bunch of buddies that I used to wrestle with growing up that, that fight. And I think it's, I think it's easier to have people over to watch. Like if you're going to get beer and, and barbecue wings and stuff like that, it's easier to have people over to watch pro wrestling because you can every match should be entertaining. Or if you watch like a like an MMA pay-per-view, like you buy a UFC pay-per-view. Of course, hopefully the main event's good, but sometimes it's just, you know, guys laying on each other or, you know, pushing each other against the fence and two guys that you don't know at all fighting, you know. So I, I think that's why wrestling still survives, even though we have this alternative that's very it's it's the same thing as why fiction and nonfiction books are still being written. You know, it's they're both interesting. Yeah, I, you know, you watch TV shows and it's fake and it's acting. What's the difference? Oh yeah, what's yeah, the I, had a, I had a buddy that is another another cop actually, and he was super into Game of Thrones, and you know, he was telling me like, oh, you know, wrestling's fake. I'm like, Jon Snow's not a real guy. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I don't know. It's, it's all the same, man. You know, you're watching, you're watching theater. I'm watching theater. You know? Yeah. It's what, what kind of theater do you, 
do you enjoy now to be completely honest i haven't watched wrestling in a while and part of that is i just you know i don't have time and i don't even have cable anymore but i'm sure if it came on i'd probably watch it oh yeah i mean and that's and that's uh that's okay too man you know you got you got little boys you know they might one day start watching wrestling and be like hey dad what's that and the next thing you know it's a thing in your life you know yeah, well, I don't know. I they were doing Power Rangers for a little bit, and then they were beating the fuck out of each other. So we had to turn off that. So we'll see. We'll see about wrestling. Okay, so it's funny you mentioned this, and this is just this is off topic a little bit, but it's about wrestling. Is they did a study, and I I don't I remember my friend sending it to me. I have to find the link. Maybe I'll send it to you. But it's they were worried about kids watching pro wrestling, making it, making you know, doing like the Power Rangers thing and hitting each other. But actually kids when they they pro wrestle their friends it's like it's like psychological you know it's they know it's fake so they they're also trying not to actually hit each other you know does that make sense at all no because me and my friends used to do that and we we <laughs> generally we hurt each other um i remember getting a uh tombstone pile driver oh, onto no. a trampoline once and that seeing stars thing that was real that was a little intense i'm i'm pretty lucky he didn't break my neck yeah, I, I mean the trampoline probably helped save you a little bit, but yeah, probably. Yeah. There's one study, and I feel like you could probably find studies on the internet that contradict that. But uh, I know I have two nephews, and they come to all my wrestling matches and stuff. And when they play fight after a wrestling match, they're mostly just trying to pick each other up. And I mean they're still like younger, but they're not like throwing punches at each other as much. And or if they do, it's like the big wind up and he misses him by like a foot. And then his, his other brother like sells it. Like he just got punched in the face. You know, they, they figure oh, yeah. it out. Kids get hip to it. I think kids do get hip to it. Have you run across anybody on the wrestling circuit that you've had to deal with as a cop? Uh, no, I have not actually. <laughs> um, I have done the opposite though, where I've been in uniform in a QT and you know, I'm going to get my bang energy drink or whatever. Uh, and someone's staring at me and I'm like, what is this person staring at me? And then like, finally they come up to me and they're like, Hey, did I watch you like wrestle this weekend? I feel like it was, you, you know, so I've had the opposite. Oh, yeah, I gotcha. So. That's funny. Was it, was it a positive experience though? Yeah. It was like, it was like a fan. They're like, yeah, I brought my, my, uh, my kids and uh, my brother. And I can't remember what he said. And we all just decided to go to a wrestling show. And then I'm here and I see this cop and it looks just like the guy, you know, it was, it was kind of cool. Yeah, that makes sense, you know, man. I haven't, to, I haven't had to arrest any wrestlers that I know. That would be interesting, though. Yeah, that could be. You guys be like throwing each other through tables and shit. <laughs> uh, no, you go talking ahead. about cops giving you shit, you know, at the station. It's like anytime I get into resisting, they're like, they're like "Oh, what you do? You do pile drive them, the Just normal stuff." Yeah, that's the way she goes for sure what's uh what's your what's your end game with the wrestling thing man how where do you see that going uh i try i try to set small goals goals so i just want to wrestle one televised match right now really want to wrestle a televised match i really want to go to japan pro wrestling's huge in japan i really want to wrestle some matches in japan uh and then the uk pro wrestling they're like the uk is having their like 90s boom remember how big pro wrestling was in the 90s here oh yeah like in the UK, it's super popular. It's like the hipster thing to do. 
So I kind of want to go out of the country and wrestle a couple matches. So those are kind of my small goals. It sounds like the the PD's pretty supportive of it if you needed a couple days off or something. Oh, yeah, you know, and that's, you know, you talk about the crime in St. Louis, uh, but the work-life balance in St. Louis is pretty good. Uh, you, we get a lot of vacation days. We get a lot of, you know, designated holidays and stuff like that. So if I if I need to take a day to go wrestle or something, you know, most of my sergeants understand some of my lieutenants are wrestling. All right. Now, you guys may have missed it, but we had a little technical difficulty, but that's okay because it's poorly made. Uh, I think we're at a good point to uh, do a little T-shirt giveaway, Benjamin. What do you think? Sounds good. Like All right. It. So as you guys know, uh, every podcast, mostly unless I forget, I uh, give away T-shirts and mugs to uh, deserving cops. All you got to do is nominate your buddies at poorly made police memes at gmail.com. Put a little synopsis and why they deserve free shit, and uh, I will try and hook them up. And of course, big thanks to the anonymous donors that have given me some money to do that. So uh, here's our winner today. I got to nominate one of my best friends. He's like a brother to me. We met as police explorers. Don't judge us. I'm fucking judging. <laughs> and uh, we went to the academy together a few years later. He's been the only person I've known that wanted to be a cop as much as I did. He ins- still inspires me to this day to be the best cop I can. And he is most definitely one of the best cops and guys I've ever been fortunate enough to know. And he continues to excel despite the negative political climate and the shit he faces from brass. And uh, before we started the academy... I hit a rough patch and lost the roof over my head. He took me in and made me feel like family. I'm always grateful to him for that. So there you go, man. He's uh, won some stuff. I will uh, email him right now and let him know he's got some shit. Nice. Sounds like a good dude. Yeah, good dude. So we're going to do something a little different here because I got an email that I think you guys all need to hear about. So the other day I posted a meme, which will be like four or five days from now, about getting soaked in the rain on a traffic detail. And some guy sent me a message and had a good story about being in the rain on a traffic detail. So I think the world needs to hear it. So two memes, poorly made police memes from it's a secret subject, pissing my fucking pants at work. About five years ago, I was working during a serious, terrible downpour. The rain was so bad. I couldn't see 15 feet. I got a call for traffic signal that was out. Me, my myself, a male, and my partner, a female, got to the scene and found there were three traffic signals dead, not even flashing completely out. And a railroad crossing between the two of them that was down around the gates, and it, was diff- and it wasn't working because the power was cut. I used, cones to for- force- I used cones to force right-hand turns only at the smaller intersections and had them flowing very well. We were working the bigger intersection, which was oddly shaped an oddly shaped five-way intersection. This is like reading in school. I always fucking hated that when it was your turn to read in school. Oh, yeah. And here I am forcing it upon myself. Anyway, it was the end of July, so it was a hot day, probably over 100. I was drinking lots of water that day to stay cool, and I felt like my damn bladder was going to rupture. I said to my partner, I got to piss. She replies, there's a Starbucks right there and points to a Starbucks that was no exaggeration 10 feet from where I was standing. I looked at it for about five seconds, and then I looked directly in her soul for a good 30 seconds to the point where she kept asking if I was okay. What the fuck are you looking at? Then I smiled and said, okay, I'm good. Let's get back to work. She was horrified. 
Did you just piss your fucking pants? I said, damn straight. Look at this fucking rain. My t-shirt under my vest is fully saturated and the piss is already gone by now. I regret nothing. <laughs> oh, I hope I hope he's fucking with her. I hope that's a rib. Dude, I I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, if he if he enjoyed that that so much that he uh uh wrote about it and emailed it to you, I it's probably real, but he did it. I I think he did it. There was too much attention to detail for it to be fake. I, I, I'm i conflicted on this, which, you know, sounds weird. Like you hear immediately piss or pants. You're like, okay, this is, this is fucked, right? This is, this is fucked. But then you look at the situation. Okay. I got to walk to Starbucks, which is 10 feet away, but I'm soaking wet. So I'm going to go in there and I'm going to, you know, saturate the business what if somebody's in the bathroom? You could just—it's like peeing in the pool. No one's gonna know. Uh, if you're man, I, wet, know. I, I disagree, though. By the way, because you're gonna smell like piss. I mean, there's no way you're not gonna smell like piss unless you're like so finely tuned that you know so you, you're basically you're you're pissing out clear shit anyway. I don't know. I just think it'd be—I mean, if his boots are already wet, I think it would just—you'd be peeing into your socks too. That'd be bad, and then. I don't know. Some some departments, every department's different. We have communal cars. We don't have take home cars. So like every eight hours, a new person's in that car. So if this dude fucking pissed his pants and then sat in the driver's seat and drove around and then I have to get in it in eight hours, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, I've sent some nasty emails in my day, some boomer emails about shit left in cars. Ah. Um, yeah. Oh, man, if I sat and pissed, I would probably go off the fucking deep end. <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good question i don't know the answer to um maybe he he can uh if he listens email me back and let me know what the resolution is to that all right you ready to answer some fucking weird questions um bring it bring it sounds great instagram did not let me down there is some good fucking shit here so here we go i don't know where this guy's going with this but how tight is too tight? Oh, for tights? Um, Maybe it is tights. I don't know. I was going with something else. I, I guess that depends on how many kegels you do. <laughs> oh, you're going with something else. Uh, I'm going to, I'm trying to relate these all to pro wrestling. All right. Uh, I've had tights that I've wore and then been wrestling and then have wardrobe malfunctions. Oh, uh, the dude you're wrestling doesn't, it's hard to communicate that your, you know, taint is hanging out. So, uh, and that you want to stop the match or, you know, change the finish. And then, uh, and then you're in front of like, you know, three to 500 people with your, your, you know, little boys trying to pop out of the tights. So as long as it's not so tight that it'll rip, uh, you're good. So now when you wrestle currently, are you in tights or have you moved to something less wrestling? So I'm in uh I'm in tights. I'm in long boys. That's what we call them. They're just the long tights that cover your whole legs. I might move to short boys. That's kind of like the speedo type things you see wrestlers in. But I don't know. No, this is a judgment free zone. Okay. Okay. Appreciate. It. How often do you low key practice wrestling moves on suspects? <laughs> low key practice wrestling moves. Uh. I wouldn't say suspects, but coworkers all the time. Like if they're not wearing their vest, I can walk by and just like, if they're my friends, you know, like chop them in the chest or 
uh, you know, go RKO out of nowhere, you know. So, but no, I don't, I don't actually do it to the guys. We talked about that earlier in the podcast. Every time I get in resisting, they're like, "Oh, what'd you do? Did you, did you Batiste the bomb? Did you give him Triple H's pedigree?" It's like, ah, guys, leave me alone. Nice. <laughs> um, so the guy, the question, I think we've answered it, but I'm gonna ask it because it's funny anyway. Do you do hugging sweaty men type wrestling or slamming sweaty men with chairs? It's kind of some of both, right? Yeah, it's kind of some of both. You know, I guess he, I guess he was asking if it was the. I guess the mixed martial arts would be the hugging sweaty men. Yeah. But no, I do the I do the four ropes in a ring and picking guys up and dropping guys on on the back. So I like it. Who's your favorite wrestler? So it's been different my whole life. Uh, Triple H has always been one of my favorite. Come yeah. on. I know. I know you're a big Mick Foley guy, but I've oh. always loved Triple H, man. I think I don't know. It's that. I think it's Triple H was always second best, and I always wanted to like root for him to be the number one guy. I don't know. It, uh, he's still wrestling, right? I thought I saw that somewhere. No, he but he manages uh, wrestling. Like he's he's like one of the big guys that runs WWE now. Uh, John Cena and Batista, when I was younger, were some of my favorites. Uh, Taker's the best of all time. Uh, oh, he's a Lester. fucking legend, man! I I love Undertaker. Yeah, it's great. It's great seeing him now that he's retired and he's just like talking about shit. That's always interesting. Uh, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho still wrestles, but Chris Jericho's always been one of my favorites. Is he is he still hated or is he more liked? Because when I when about the time I stopped, he was definitely like one of the dudes that everybody hated. Uh, so that's the thing is like if you're if you're in wrestling, wrestling's weird. If you're a bad guy and you're really good at being a bad guy eventually people will start rooting for you, you know? Yeah. Maybe not H- in the 80s, Triple like, H is like that too. Yeah, exactly. It's so yeah. Chris Jericho's there. He has a band fozzy, I think. Right. People yeah, I don't know. They got, are they pretty good? Like, right. They got like one good song. It's on my workout playlist. Hell yeah. I think he, does he do a podcast too or something? Yeah. Uh, talk, talk is Jericho. Okay. All if anyone's right. listening that could get me on talk is Jericho. That'd be cool too. <laughs> What, this isn't good enough for you? Mother no, this is awesome. I appreciate it. Just got to plug whenever I can. No, I, I don't blame you. We should, uh, we, should do a, uh, we should do a match. Poorly Made versus Benjamin Trost. I, I would be so down. You could come get the $2 draft beers. Oh, you fucking do. I'm a big dude, but I think you'd probably beat the fuck out of me. I've, I've seen your pictures. You're fucking, you're stacked, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I work really hard. Uh, and, I, and I actually hate lifting weights. So it's just been like every day I just go in there and like make myself do it. Not like my hobby, you know. Exercise is a weird thing because I think if you find something you're really into, it's way better. A lot of people like kind of get their rocks off lifting weights. I, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't I don't know. It's not really my thing. I like God, I wish there was more adult sports because I'd fucking play in a league every night. I don't care what it is. Basketball, football whatever off ball yeah I, I like doing that shit you know yeah. that i like the competitive shit i don't you know just i don't know it, it is yeah, tough hard, you, you gotta find your niche though yeah it's hard to go in there and just like i've been i've been doing 44 weeks of bodybuilding and uh, i mean body crossfit is like the people that do crossfit they always seem like they're having a blast they're just like jumping around and being crazy people and it, I, it it doesn't appeal to me, but it seems fun at least. Where like bodybuilding, you just kind of go in and you do the same, you know, shit for forty plus weeks. 
you know, week in and week out. And uh, it's just boring, but it's effective, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So what you're saying is there's not a magic pill you can take? I mean, I'm sure there's a magic pill you could take, but uh, I, would, I maybe want more kids in the future. So I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, have you ever dropped the people's elbow on a suspect? Um, there's, there's a lot, a lot of these. Uh, the people's elbow. No, no. I was going to say, I, I make the John Cena memes. I've actually oh, never yeah. seen him wrestle. He was like after my, my prime time wrestling time. I've, I've seen him wrestle live uh, a couple times, especially when he came to St. Louis. Batista was always, I mean, I, everyone loves John Cena, but I saw Batista. My mom, so my grandma used to go to wrestling at the chase, uh, which is a big deal in St. Louis. It's where like Ric Flair used to wrestle. Ric Flair is the man, by the way. Um, so it's where Ric Flair used to wrestle and stuff. My mom was trying to find like little boy hobbies for me. So she took me to a wrestling show, OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling. And I saw Batista wrestle as the Leviathan there. And it blew, I think I was like eight. It blew my absolute mind. He was the biggest human I'd ever seen in my life at that point. Uh, he was just picking people up and like dropping them on their head and stuff. It was awesome. So, uh, and then like two years later, I see him wrestling on TV. And it was just like that connection of seeing that person in, in person wrestle and then getting to be on TV. It felt like my guy, you know, like. I knew him before. Is uh, he's Drax, right? In the uh, Guardians. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some Batista before because he was he was one of those dudes that was WCW and then he moved over the WWE like the same time as like Jericho and Benoit and Perry Saturn, Malenko, and those dudes. No, I don't think so. But he debuted with uh, Bubba Ray Dudley. Oh, did he? Okay. He he was Deacon Batista at the time when he first started, but yeah, he uh, he was part of Evolution, which was. Like I said, two of my two of my favorite wrestlers, Triple H and uh, Ric Flair, and then you know, is Batista and Randy Orton, which Randy Orton's from St. Louis, so you got to rep Randy Orton, you know. Yeah, all right. All right. Um, like, let's see here. We got. Um, are Are you familiar with the movie The Waterboy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Captain Insano. Who 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 would win a win a fight between Captain? In- That's more like uh, the kid from South Park, but. I don't have a good water boy impression. I apologize. Who would win a fight? Uh, I did try. Captain Insano versus Revolting Blob in a cage match. Who's winning? Uh, Captain Insano shows no mercy. <laughs> he does show no mercy. All hail. Um, <laughs> let's see. Somebody put on there. They think they know who you are. Oh, that's Personally. cool. Yeah. Uh, are you the world champ yet? Uh, the world champ. No. No, not the world champ. Hopefully one day. But uh, there's a world champ in every company, it seems like. Uh, I can go on a rant there. I hate when independent companies, you know, that are, you know, they might run in the Midwest or they might run, you know, in the South. But they'll have the guy that's the, you know, ABC world champion. It's like you're like the ABC South North America champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, So, but I, I, you know, like. There's companies in here around here like uh, PWE is like a big one around St. Louis and they have the Epic Wrestling Champion is their like big title. And then uh, Glory Pro is another big one in St. Louis and there's the Crown of Glory Champion. Like those are those are better names than just World Champion, you know? Yeah, I like that better. It's yeah. more original. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're going to go off wrestling just a little bit because I, I had a sim- I had two similar questions. 
one, we'll start with part A, which they're two different people. But part A is the guy basically said, I'm out of high school, just a recent high school grad. Should I go to school or should I? Well, here, let me before I fuck up this question, let me just read it. But do you guys recommend me going to college and study law and then go to the academy or what? Which here's my first piece of advice. Don't get advice from a guy that runs a page called poorly made police memes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'll take the same. Uh, my only job skill is putting myself in danger for money. So uh, I, do, I will say if you go to college, study something uncopulated, you know, uh, just so you could be something else other than a cop. If you wanted, if you get it, it's like, it's like, uh, you might start being a police officer and then realize you hate being a police officer. And then all you have is a law degree and all you can do is be a police officer. So get something else just in case, you know, like management or business. I don't know. Again, don't take advice from me. Yeah, actually, that is that is good advice. That's actually exactly where I was going to go. So you've you and your wife have both earned a beer. I <laughs> um, God, I keep promising beers and I'm ooh, I'm going to be behind on beer soon. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's I didn't go to college. Um, somebody asked that on a prior podcast. I, I didn't go to college. I just I did my own thing and worked other jobs. Uh, I don't think college is a bad thing. You got to make those your own decisions. And that's much my advice with this is make your own decisions. Don't ask other people what you should do with your life because it's your life and it's your choice to make and you know it's it's good to ask questions like hey what do you think about this or all that stuff but and and i've i'm guilty of it too you know i've asked plenty of people like hey what should i do you're the only one that should know what you're going to do with your life you can ask questions to make an informed decision um do that shit but it's your choice to make you make your own choice but you are absolutely right about the college thing. They'll hire you no matter what kind of degree you have. You don't have to have a current. Well, I can't say that everywhere, but I'm just generalizing. The, a lot of the departments they want, if they want a two or a four year degree, they just want the degree. They don't care what it's in. Have something to fall back on. Because um, a lot of guys put their eggs in the law enforcement basket and then they get hurt or something happens and they got nothing to fall back on. And so they're yeah. in a basement making a podcast. So <laughs> have something else to fall back on dude that that's really solid advice 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 um god i can't talk and i'm not even drunk and then the part two of the question is how to be a good rookie you got any thoughts on that no i guess i don't have any good thoughts on that i, I don't know what makes a good like don't be the tactical cop when you graduate the academy i feel like so many people get out of the academy and then they buy all the newest coolest gear for their belt and stuff and they want to show it to you it's like i've been doing this i don't carry half that stuff anymore i don't know it's that, amazing that how sense. much shit you lose over a couple of years we're like well i never use this so yeet um yeet. yeah it's it heavy fucking, yeah <laughs> carry what you need my advice to be a good boot and recruit listen listen and learn pay attention to what other people are doing and don't assume you know don't get caught up in the clicks if you can and, and this is i mean unless you would guess you want to be promoted but be careful <laughs> uh, to go you know because we've talked about this a lot about being a good rookie and there's a lot of things to talk about and i want to get back into the wrestling stuff but I, I guess something i'll throw in there is be careful who you take advice from 
listen to different that's people. Advice. Get, that's good. That's get different perspectives because you know if you decide you're gonna hang on the coattails of the guy that's burnt out and that's a fuck up, he may turn you into a fuck up too. Listen to other people, get different trains of thoughts on things. I mean, I you know I drop all kinds of shit on this podcast. I'm not always right. You know, take in different perspectives. You decide what's right and wrong. That's that's my my opinion. But don't act like you know everything. That's a big piece of advice. Not so much advice, just well wishing. I uh, when he graduates and he gets an FTO, I hope his FTO is a good one. There's so many bad FTOs. Uh, I was fortunate to get a good one, but I see some of my people I graduated with ended up with bad FTOs, and they're just just like set your whole career in a bad trajectory trajectory or i don't i don't know so i hope you get a good idea yeah dude that's it's a thing i mean the fto is one of the most important positions on the police department because it's not the chief out there training you how to be a cop it's you know it's the the guys in cars teaching how to be a cop because you don't learn how to be a cop in the in the academy you learn how to be a cop on the street i felt like i was really fortunate because my dad was a cop and I listened to him and listened to things he had to say. And I, I think very highly of my dad as a cop. And so I had that background coming in about, and, and I think I had a customer service background too, which I think can be important. I think you can handle business and still be polite to people, which oh, yeah. I think you get into these situations with newer guys where they don't know how to talk people down. And I don't know, you can't really teach that. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm you can- older. Some older guys are like that too, though. You know. Oh yeah, well, definitely, definitely. Tired of talking people down, so. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff you can talk about it in the academy, and and you know, talk about de-escalation. But I think that's just one of those things. It's a personality thing. Either you can do it or you can't, and mm-hmm. it, and it's up to you if 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 you're going to be able to talk people down. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's there's a lot to it, but. FTOs, if you're if you're gonna be an FTO, be a good FTO because just because you fucking hate your life, don't make the new guy hate his life too. I mean, give him the best advantage you can. Yeah, he'll he'll grow to hate his life just like the rest of us, you know. Just he'll get there eventually. Uh let's see. So we kind of touched a little bit on this because the question was, have you ever used wrestling moves on a call? But then he says, have you ever used cop moves on, in the ring? Have I ever used cop moves in the ring? Uh, no, I haven't. I don't know exactly what you define as a cop move. But I will say what happens to me all the time, because a lot of wrestlers know that I'm a police officer, is they'll, they'll be doing their hardcore death match uh, or whatever. And they'll go, oh, man, I, wanna, I want the guy to handcuff me. Hey, Ben, can I... Uh, can I use your handcuffs? Like they just assume that I have like 20 pair on me at all times somehow, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's more like the opposite. It's I don't use cop moves in the ring, but people want to use my cop stuff or like my expandable baton. One of my buddies was like, Oh man, can you just pull out your baton and hit me with it? And I'm like, I don't carry it. I'm, I'm wearing tights, man. I don't have it. Like I didn't, you know, I don't know. It's just funny stuff like that. I gotcha. Um, maybe we talked about it forgive me, but did we talk about if, uh, cause you mentioned the guys are asking you for handcuffs. They know you're a cop. Are do any of the wrestlers hate on you for being a cop or are they all pretty cool about it? Uh, 
If they do, it's behind my back. Everyone seems pretty cool about it. Or uh, they'll make jokes about uh, drinking or, or, you know, or something and then be like, oh, wait, we can't do that around Ben. He's a cop. You know, it's like, but, you know, they seem mostly cool about it. You know, everyone's just trying to, when it comes to a locker room full of wrestlers, everyone's just trying to, to do their thing mostly. Okay. Okay. Now, is it wrestling or is it wrestling? Wrestling. Uh, it's be wrestling. It's wrestling at 9 a.m. It's wrestling when I'm drunk at 1130 at night. So it's a good way. Oh, yeah. Now, when you way. wrestle, are you sober or you ever have a, throw a few back before you get going? It's funny that you mentioned that. I, I'm always sober uh, just because it's safer. But I did do a shot once before my match uh, just because I was I, – for some reason, there was a big crowd, and I was just, like, real nervous. And I was wrestling like a guy that I thought was real good, and I was worried I wasn't going to be as good. Uh, it turned out I was better. I'm joking. Uh, but mm-hmm. I did do a shot just to calm me down. Sometimes at that place in St. Louis where they get $2 draft beers, uh, after I win, a fan will try to hand me a beer. You know what? I'll drink that. That's after the match. So – uh, well, you gotta do the stone, you gotta do the Stone Cold Steve Austin thing, man, and like smash the beers over and. Yeah, but they come in plastic cups, so it's like I, I can't. If I smash it together, it's just gone. I can't, you know. Yeah, Stone Cold drink IPA now, which which bothers me a little bit because it doesn't fuzz like the Coors Light did. That's a whole nother tangent. Oh yeah, let's not even go down that road. Yeah. Um, this guy's question is: Who's the best wrestler ever, and why is it Stone Cold Steve Austin? Okay, so I have this theory. This is my this is my my theory on the best wrestler ever. There's four four wrestlers that I think transcend wrestling as far as being like more popular than just being a wrestler. Those four are Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, The Rock, John Cena. You know, they're all movie stars and pop culture. They're they're part of pop culture at this point. All four of those guys. Yeah. Um, Stone Cold. You can maybe throw in Andre. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, he, you know, Andre suffered from being popular at a time where, like, the world was very small. You know, there wasn't as much yeah, TV, much sense. internet. Yeah. You know. Uh, so I'll, I'll do those four. My favorite of those four is definitely Stone Cold, uh, then followed by uh, John Cena. But I think The Rock is probably up there because he's the only one of those four that have wrestled the other three. Stone Cold never got to wrestle John Cena. But The Rock has wrestled Hulk Hogan, he's wrestled Stone Cold, and he's wrestled John Cena. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, oh, shit. I didn't know The Rock had wrestled Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. He, he wrestled Hollywood Hogan when he was a bad guy with the NWO. It's a good match. Mm, yeah. Uh, out of those, it's definitely for me, it's Stone Cold, no doubt. I mean, we I haven't talked about him a whole lot on the podcast. Not that I talk a whole lot of wrestling, but what a fucking showman, man. It was yeah, always a good time. He fucking stone cold stunnered the president. Like that's crazy. Like, oh, I love that. Was one of those things where a lot of kids my age are lucky we didn't break necks because we were doing some stunners on people. You know, and I, I talked about stone cold stunning the president. How crazy would that be as a wrestler? I think about that. It's like you know, some guys showed up. You know, say you show up to one of my wrestling matches, and I United States to slam you. That's my finisher, and then like. 10 years later you're the president i'd feel i'd wake up feeling crazy like this dude's gonna drone strike my house or something <laughs> <laughs> right hey man he was in uh he was in home alone too i was watching that movie the other day 
Yeah, but he didn't get he didn't get beer poured on him in Home Alone two by some crazy redneck. Like that's true. Insane. Yeah. All right, yeah no you got to be that's careful about Macaulay Culkin though. Yeah, you do. He's a yeah. shady guy. <laughs> shady guy. Um, man, he's like a cult icon. Um, poor kid. Anyway, I wanted to talk more about Stone Cold. So the stunner. I mean, obviously that would not be like effective. Like no one's going to actually get kicked and go over like that and pull their head down. I, I don't know. That's that's I mean, all show, right? I listened to a podcast where Stone Cold Steve Austin explains the stunner in person. And it seems like, you know, you put your shoulder there, your shoulder's a big, hard, you know, part of your body and you, you drop to your butt and it stops, you know, it's like getting an uppercut. And I think that's a good way of explaining it. Yeah, makes um, sense. There are some things in wrestling that are just don't make any sense, but we all just buy into it, you know, like the slow ladder climb, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I no one you, on earth climbs a ladder that slow. Yeah. I promise you, if you ever watch a ladder match with me, I will not climb the ladder slow. I just refuse to. Um, so, so I, which, if it looks like it hurts, then it's cool. It's good for me. What, what, what's your finisher again? The United States of Slam. I like that. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So what, I mean, can you describe that move to the millions yeah, of people listening? To the millions of people listening. It's just very simple. I, I picked them up on my shoulders like a fireman would, uh, even though this is a poorly made, please meme podcast. Uh, and then I just lift them as high above my head as I can and then slam them flat on their back. So and I've been able to do it to 300 pound people. So it looks cool. It looks cool. America. Do you got any videos of that on your IG? Yeah, I got, uh, so yeah, I got, I tried it. So my, my air quotes gimmick is, and I'll explain this wrestling, even pro wrestling has different styles of pro wrestling. So there's, you know, in Japan, they wrestle different in the UK, they wrestle different, but in America, they wrestle in Mexico, they have luchadors. It's way different. America has so many different wrestling styles. So there's like the deep South style. There's like a, a more mid South style. There's like a, a good Midwest style. I think St. Louis has its own style. Uh, I've been I've been to Arizona. They got their own style. Um, so I try to make up one move for each state that kind of like encapsulates that state's style. And then uh, so I do that. That's probably my arsenal of moves. Another big word for a, for a poorly made police meme podcast. Arsenal. Uh, and then my finisher is the United States of Slam. So. I like it. Um, and of course, if you're listening to this, you've got an IG. Oh, about the IG is I try, my goal is to have a reel or like a clip of each one of those 50 moves. I think I got like 13 up there now. I do have the United States, a clip of the United States of Slam uh, up there. So yeah, you, could, you can go check that out. Check out all my reels. So people to find you on Instagram, how do they find you? What, what is it under? It's Benjamin underscore trust. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, I'm on Twitter at Slam United. Uh, Facebook is Benjamin Trust. So Okay. Do you do you sell merch or am I making that up? Oh, no, I sell merch. I got T-shirts. They say Benjamin Trust, and they got a list of all 50 moves on the back. Sell stickers. I sell posters. I just got this really cool artwork done where I'm a He-Man character. This guy wanted to draw me as a He-Man character, and he knocked it out of the park. I look awesome. Uh, so I'm going to be selling posters to that, too. Hell yeah, man. Um, how do you buy that shit? Is there like a link to like a Etsy or anything like that? So right now I, I'm working on that. It'll go live in January where you can pre-order shirts. Um, 
right now it's just all at shows and I, I post all my shows and I try to wrestle all over the country. So if I wrestle, if you follow me, I'll try to wrestle near you and you come to my show and, and, uh, get some stuff there. Hell yeah, man. I'm going to get some Benjamin trust shit for the, uh, the dungeon down here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, when that goes live, in I got to send you a patch. You don't have a Louis patch, do you? Um, I think someone said they were going to send me one, but I don't think I've got it yet. And I hate to be uh, like a dick, but I have a lot. And so sometimes people are like, do you have this? And I'm like, uh, maybe you're like, you're like, uh, no. And then you get two of them. Yeah. I'll send you some Benjamin Trust stuff and a patch. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. But yeah, when you go live in January, let me know and I'll share it so people can find it. Oh yeah. Thank you. All right. Um, let's see here. Let's get a few more questions in before we get to the, the end and the hard hitting questions. Okay, this is a hard hitting question. Do you ever get a little hard when you're wrestling? <laughs> no, actually, it's like I, me, and my wife gets she's a big wrestling fan, and sometimes like few drinks and then after a wrestling match she's uh very into me which is nice uh but during wrestling like i'm like a little dehydrated i haven't ate as much because i don't want to like feel bloated during the wrestling match trying to look good on stage basically so no most of the time i'm just trying to get through the 10 to 20 minutes i'm wrestling and the only thing i'm focused on is wrestling and i'm not feeling my best (laughs) so all right so uh, no no nervous boners during wrestling No nervous boners. No nervous right. boners. I'm glad we established that. Excited boners. Also, yeah. the pants are really tight. I can't imagine having a, a boner be comfortable. No, that that would be that would end the wrestling career really quickly. Yeah, yeah. If I was wrestling a guy and I felt his boner on my back, I'd I'd have questions after. I mean, you guys would make out first and then then you'd ask him questions. Yeah, I mean, of course. That's the right thing to do. It's a polite yeah. thing to do, right? You, yeah, obviously. Do you have a, a walkout song? Yeah. Uh, I come out to, and it just sounds so epic and heroic. It's just the instrumentals of the One Punch Man theme song. Uh, and it's a cover by Jonathan Young. I will try and find that. Maybe I can, I don't know what that song is, but I believe you. It's, if you listen to it, it it's got a good like, da, 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 da. You know what? Should I, I'm going to pull it up right now. Let's do that. There you go. Cause this is, uh, Jonathan Young, One Punch Man instrumentals. One punch man instrument. And the, the, re- the reason I come out to that song is because uh, if you come out to like a popular song that everybody knows, then they just think of that song and they get excited for that song. They don't get excited to see you. So no one really knows this song. It just sounds heroic. But when I hear the crowd cheer, when the song starts playing, they're cheering 100% for me. They're not cheering because they just heard their favorite song. Out. is that it yep that's it that's badass yeah it sounds heroic as hell doesn't it it does it gets me a little hard um <laughs> let's see here this guy asked why don't you become a firefighter since you like to wear tights and frolic around on a mat <laughs> oh man uh really it's just i want to think firefighters is easy it's an easier thing to do uh because all you have to do is put water on things, but it goes back to that. I have no job skills. So like firefighters, they want to be like paramedics and stuff like that. All I can do is put myself in danger for money. So, uh, yeah, don't, you know, that's, that's what you got to do to be a police officer. So 
one with that. Easy enough. Yeah, but I love digs at firefighters. Take, keep them coming. That's what she said. All right. <laughs> Ew. All right. This, this is there, not wrestling. The, that's what she said, jokes. <laughs> yeah, you got to. All right. So this might be my favorite question on here. And it's not yeah. wrestling related. I'm excited. But it, it's, it's a good question. And we all need to know the answers. And hopefully we can help. Why are women so hard to please? Oh, man. A question as old as time. This feels like a trap. Did my wife send that question? No, I'm joking. Hey, I don't know, man. I think you're just finding the wrong, the wrong women there. Well, uh, I have a, I have some advice, um, and I, I stole it from Tenacious D. But okay. you have to remember, you don't always have to fuck her hard. Yeah, good. Sometimes it's not right to do. Yeah. Um, so that's that was good. Thank you, buddy. You you yeah. you fucking hit that out of the park. Exactly, Jack Black, man. Yeah, greatest of all time, national hero. Yeah. Why are women so hard to please? I don't know, man. Um, my wife hasn't left me. I've been with her for fifteen years. Maybe you just suck. I don't know. Yeah, fifteen years. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I see so many dudes that are like that complain about girls, and I'm like, man, you you don't look great, you know. And, <laughs> and you don't make that much money. So maybe it's just you, but, but you know. Uh, yeah. But that's, that's job security for us. How many domestics did you go to where you got to uh, throw the dude out or, you know. Yeah. Export for more leave. He doesn't have a car. That kind of situation. You know. That always was the weirdest thing is, you know, you go on a DV and the gal's like, okay, she's like, you know, moderately attractive or whatever. And then she'd be with a dude, which – you know, I would say the dude's probably like, you know, decent looking fella, but he's like a shit bag, like a complete shit bag. Like this chick like pays the bills, has a job. This guy like doesn't have a job. You know, doesn't, he's basically doesn't have a job, doesn't have a car. You yeah. Know. Doesn't have a job, doesn't have a car. It's just like a total piece of shit. And Knuckle he's tattoos. No, I'm joking. Say what now? I said tattoos on his knuckles. You know. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Tattoos on his face and. He looks like one of the Island Boy guys. Um, yeah. God, I, don't I don't understand. It's like yeah. the manic pixie dream girls of boys. I don't know. Yeah, why do, you, why do you pick up these fellas? And my only thought is like, and this is maybe I'm wrong, but like maybe these guys can just fucking hammer it and they're like, okay, he's an asshole, but I get off. So I'm just going to stay with this fella. I mean, is maybe. that a reason to stay with somebody? I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never been hammered by a guy like that. So, um, <laughs> oh, your yeah, hammerings have not been fulfilling. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't answer that question for you. But I don't know, man. I think, and I think girls like fixer uppers, and guys were like that sometimes. How many times did you, you know, fall for a girl that was like a crazy hot mess? You know, so I don't want to be too. I don't know. Actually, I was never. I was never into the fixing. There, there were girls that dated me that wanted to fix me. Which I didn't realize I was broken. Maybe I'm. Well, well, now I am, but I don't think I was before. Yeah, there's definitely. It's. I guess it's about finding. And now we're gonna get philosophical. But now it's about finding. You know, someone you're compatible with. I mean, I mean that's all it is. I mean, there's so many different people on the planet. Find somebody that you know is into the same type of shit. Like if you're broken and want to be fixed, then find some chick that wants to fix you. That's good. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, I mean, you you just gotta find somebody you're compatible with. And then don't fuck it up by being an asshole. Because I think far too many people are probably just fine, but the, like the first sign of trouble, they're like, eh, "I'm out." Yeah, I'm out. Dipping, dipping. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. 
Look, be a motivational speaker. You're great at this. I'm terrible at this. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay at it. You're, you're poorly. I'm poorly. I'm like I'm like the uh, wish version of Adam Carolla and Doctor Drew is what I am. Yeah, there you go. That's good. <laughs> the wish yeah. version. I'm yeah. so glad Wish exists so we can compare shit to Wish. Oh, it's the greatest. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, are you are you big into the BJJ stuff? Because somebody was going to ask if I think they thought when I wrestling that it was like going to be about BJJ, so they probably got their rocks off, and then they heard that you were like a wrestler, and they're probably upset. Yeah, but what what are your thoughts on BJJ? I think it's cool. Like I'm a big fan. I wrestled my whole life, like from middle, like from grade school. Um, I've, I've gone to like BJJ classes. Cause like every guy that wrestles in high school wants to know how to like choke somebody out. So yeah, it's, it's cool. I think it's really useful for police officers. It's just, just not my thing. Like some guys get that becomes their identity or it becomes their thing, which is fine. If it's your thing, it's just, I like to, you know, pick people up and throw them and do it in front of 200 people and drink beer after. I don't, I don't know. It's just not my thing. It's cool. It's not my thing. And I don't want to, I don't want you, that's when I talk about other cops that uh, give me shit. It's always like BJJ cops. Like it's always where that's their thing. It's like, I, my thing's not ruining your thing. Your thing's not ruining my thing. We could be friends. I don't know why. I See, I, I, I think to get into the BJJ thing, I've got no problem with it. I think it's a great tool. But it, it's that. It's a tool. And I, I hate how everything's all or nothing. Like, I think that's a great thing to have on your tool belt, but it's not the only thing. You know, yeah, like and- we had, like, where I worked, we had Koga. And Koga is a great system, but it's not perfect. And if you were to be really good at it, you need to practice it constantly. And when you're not getting that training and instead you're watching, you know, stupid Police One videos where you <laughs> should be, you know, doing Koga shit it's perishable it's a very perishable skill and so like and that's why i'll applaud the bjj guys because when they're in it they're fucking into it and those are the guys you want that can you know take care of a a violent situation quickly without anybody getting hurt that's fucking great i will never shit on that yeah i want Um, them showing up to my aid calls for sure oh yeah definitely there's nothing wrong with it but it's again it's it's not the only thing and i don't think it's a one size fits all thing. I, and I think that's with law enforcement. I think you have to keep, you know, we talk about all the time, you wear all these different hats. That's, that's one of the hats you can put on, but not the hat for every call. Maybe it's a hat for a lot of calls, but not for every call. Yeah. That's a good way of, that's a good way of looking at it. More I wish just, advice. Yeah, more wish advice. Yeah. yeah. So I hope my, th- I hope my thing doesn't ruin your thing. It shouldn't. Uh, there's a lot of overlap. Like Brock Lesnar was a UFC champ and a WWE champ. Uh, even going back to Pride, there's like Kasushi Sakuraba, who was the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu hunter. And you know what he did before he was a pro fighter? He was a fucking pro wrestler. So there's a lot of overlap in the two. And we should just be friends about it because ultimately... Yeah, it's, like, it's two different things. I mean, one, it's two different yeah. things in my book. Yeah, and and the other thing is like, two-thirds of the the world probably more than that doesn't care about pro wrestling or mma or jujitsu because they care about football and basketball and you know normal sports so let's like i don't know i think we're cousins that should be friends (laughs) you know but not like alabama cousin friends no exactly i do do an alabama slam up which is a great move is Uh, that like you bring your sister up on stage for that one no, no, uh, but it, it 
the way the name sounds, yeah, it sounds like you should do that. <laughs> now everyone from Alabama is going to hate me because of you. No, no, you they, they know. Alabama, they know I love them, just not the same way their cousin loves them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think if you, you got to have thick skin if you live in Alabama, you just. Yeah, them poor fellas. I mean, it's just like an easy, and there's plenty of other backwards places, but Alabama just rolls off the tongue when you want to talk about backwoods shit. I live in Missouri, so no judgment, you know. Yeah, Missouri's a little rough in places too. Uh, They'd be making fun of Missouri if uh, it wasn't for Alabama. They say that in a movie, a boxing movie. I can't think of the name of the movie. Anyhow. Anyhow. Um. Have you accidentally morphed into your wrestling personality on a call? So the best, the best wrestling personalities are just you crank to 11, you know? And I, again, I wouldn't why don't, say, why don't call. you make 10 louder? Be- because it goes yeah. to 11. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> there you go. But uh, I wouldn't say that like I'm, when I wrestle, my character is just me. Like I'm just a, a Midwest good boy that like is a police officer and has a family and like works hard and lifts weights and slams his friends on the weekend. So uh, I wouldn't say that, but I do like not on calls. You know, I've been at a lot of parties and then like start cutting pro wrestling promos on my my cop friends. You know, so. My my promos are pretty simple. It's mostly I'm just going to slam you. You know, man, it sounds sexual outside of a uh, a wrestling content context. Yeah, Yeah. you could you could listen. You could watch wrestling, and then you could or in the NFL too, and football, and just have like Steve Carell. That's what she said on standby because everything is right there. I have. Please, please go to my Instagram. It's Benjamin underscore Trust. But there's a meme. I made my wife held a sign at a wrestling match that said slam me Ben uh, as a joke. She's very into me. She's a very pretty woman uh, and I love her very much. But uh, about 10 months after that wrestling match, we had our son. So hell yeah, brother. So so, yeah, go check it out. It's a funny meme, but there, there we are. Next question, I guess. (laughs) All right. I, we got two more left. Um, Two more. Have you ever ripped your shirt off Hulk style on duty before rolling up on a call? <laughs> before rolling up on a call? No. Uh, no, I've wanted to, to to rip my shirt off when I get home and just be like, I'm done. But uh, not rolling up on a call, no. Okay. Okay. Here's where we're going to end. And I, I think this actually has a some lessons police-wise, too. Okay. How many balls do you have to grab when you wrestle? I mean, you it don't happens, have to grab. Right? It happens. You don't you don't have to grab any. You choose to grab. Them. No one's making you grab, them, you know. Uh not like policing. Sometimes you have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if if you choose to do moves in a wrestling match where you might you run the risk of grabbing their balls. That's all on you. Sometimes in policing, you, you might have to. You're just trying to get control of a, of a violent suspect. You might have to. You know, you don't know. You're just reaching for something to hold on to. But you might have to. No one makes you in wrestling. You choose to do that. Training. And, and this is where I'm going to relate it to policing. I went to a training class when I was a young pop. And it was actually an FTO training class. And 
I'd be curious if anybody in that class listens to the podcast. I'm sure they'll, they'll hit me up if they do. So I went to this FTO training class, which I didn't really want to go to it. I didn't think I was ready, but I got sent to it. And I go to this FTO training class and we're towards the end of it. And the trainer is a, an elderly gentleman. And I don't remember how it came up, but we were talking officer safety stuff about doing a search. And he, he kind of makes a joke about like, you know, if you do a good search, you're going to, you're going to, you know, you're going to grab some balls or something like that. And the class kind of like chuckled and he's like, no, I'm serious. And he's like, you guys need to go home. If you think somebody has a gun tucked up in there, you got to do what you got to do. That's like one of the unspoken things about police work. There's going to be balls. There's going to be all kinds of things you don't want to be involved in. Balls being one of them. Well, it's, it's not unspoken if that guy's, you know, preaching it. But yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like I said, no one's making you wrestling. But sometimes being a police, you might have to. Yep. You may have to, you may have to get up in there. One of my favorite cop videos of all time is this dude's searching some guy and he, he grabs on and he's like, Hey, what's this? And the guy's like, that's my dick, sir. Oh yeah. I've seen that. That's I, you know, and that's one of those videos <laughs> where when your cop, when your buddies know you're a cop, you know, your civilian buddies, your normal people, they'll send you that video every time they see it. So that probably gets sent to me like twice a year. Uh, it's, it's fucking common. I laugh every time it comes up for sure. Oh yeah. It's a, it's an all time classic. It is good. All right. So we got it. We got to hit some of the, uh, poorly made questions that I have. So there's been kind of this running gag on the podcast for a couple weeks now about pooping your pants. I say as an adult, sometimes you poop your pants as an adult. Have you pooped your pants? Have I pooped my pants? Have you pooped your pants? Listen, I, I'm, I'm not going to incriminate myself, but I eat a very high-protein diet, and, you know, we wear a duty belt, and, you, you know, you, some shit happens sometimes. That's all I'm going to say. Shit happens. I'm High-protein diet, duty belt, not a good mix. Yeah, and uh, sometimes you let one fly, and it's a little wetter than expected. I mean, absolutely. You know, it's a, it's a natural thing to happen. Yeah. Uh, I feel like any credibility I had with the podcast is probably going away since I started asking that question, but whatever. (laughs) It's all been dick jokes and fart jokes. Now we're we're there. Yeah, we are there. So the next question I have, what is your favorite patrol car? Uh, Obviously Crown Vic would be the best. You're a good good man. I mean, I love the Crown Vic memes. Uh, We have Tahoes in the city right now and they're there's they're very spacious i feel like i can they're higher up and i can see things but yeah, you can't probably a more practical police car but you can't be a good crown vic do you i assume being a bigger city do you guys still have a few of them running around or are they all gone there when i started we had a few running around we had a, we have a bunch of impalas still left over uh which impalas weren't bad uh I was surprised to hear that because I thought that was a joke when people are commenting about it, but I've heard they're, they're not too bad. They're not bad. What's your favorite police car besides, besides the Crown Vic? All right. So out of the ones I, I had the, the pleasure of driving a, besides the Crown Vic, a Caprice, like the newer Caprice is not like the, not like the nineties Caprice. Um, Caprice, like a seven or eight charger, the Exploders which I didn't have the EcoBoost, so it was a fucking total piece of shit. And then the Tahoe. 
we had brand new Tahoes when I left. They were fucking great. They were comfy, like bitch and stereo, but it wasn't a cop car. It was a big, cool no. car, but it wasn't a cop car. It's, it's My appreciation of the caprices. No, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Your visibility in those things is, is real nice. Like as far as like people can see you and you can see people. Um, I think that's why a lot of departments like them, but they're comfy. But yeah, it doesn't feel like a, I, when you when you were a kid and you weren't a cop and you see cars that are like cop cars. You picture like those smaller like like Chargers badass and like Crown Vic, you know, with the the black and and the white in the middle. You know, I don't. Just doesn't. You're right. It doesn't feel like a cop car. Yeah, I the Caprice. The Caprice was cool. It wasn't great for riding two man. If anybody rides two man, but the Caprice was is fast as fuck. Those they're pretty fucking fast. So they're more like police cars. Out of all of those, I'll I'll slightly give it a nudge over the Tahoe, but it's it's close. Um, but if you're gonna ask me, like without driving them, besides the Crown Vic, like easily like the '90s Caprices, those were pretty fucking cool. Oh man, police cars. All right. Police cars. All right. Now now we're we're winding down here. And uh now my next question for you is are you familiar with the word of the day? Uh what's the word of the day? So I uh I have my guests throw out a word or a phrase as the word of the day, and so people try and get it in over the radio or in their reports over the oh. next few days. You got anything good you want to throw in there? I mean, we've had so many good words. We had like uh tribalism earlier uh man dude tribalism would be pretty difficult to get in that would be i would be impressed if anybody could do it here's here's a good one i don't know if you can sneak it past your sergeant but if you could get wrestling like the misspelled wrestling like wrestling into the report like i I arrived and they were their quotes wrestling you know i'd be impressed i'd be impressed yeah, let's do that. That's a that's a good one. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna put a little a uh, little pony behind. No, because I think once I start giving away free shit to do that, I think that's when people could get in trouble. But yeah, if you can get wrestling in, I with a hard R, you'll be a legend. So, and if you're yeah. brave, send it to me, and I'll put make you Instagram famous. Uh, last but not yeah. least, my admiration. Yeah. Last but not least, do you have any imparting words of wisdom for the millions of people that listen to the podcast? <sighs> words of wisdom. Uh, I don't know. I always tell myself you're never too tired to do something you want, you know? So I, I use an example. I said this earlier, like some days I, I get up with my son two hours before work. I work eight hours. I drive a couple hours. I wrestle, drive home and get up and work the next day. And I feel really tired but I'm really happy that I got time with my family, worked, got to do the wrestling I wanted to do. Uh, and I never regret being tired. So uh, yeah, just be tired, I guess, is my advice. You know, make sure you're doing all the things you want to do and just be tired. Dude, I like that. That's fucking fantastic advice, man. That's uh, that's the second beer for you that you've earned today. Sweet, sweet. Send those yinglings. Hell yeah, brother. All right, man. So real quick before uh, I get into my little spiel at the end, um, you want to tell everybody again how to find you so we can make you famous? Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Benjamin underscore trust on Instagram at Slam United on Twitter. And then you can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Trust. Cool, man. Well, thanks again for everybody listening. Thanks, uh, Mr. Trust, for being on the podcast. 
if you're in the area, I'm wrestling. Well, this will come out Sunday. Wrestling twice this week. I'm wrestling Saturday night in Alton, Illinois, and I'm wrestling Sunday night in Collinsville, in Illinois. And then I'd probably be wrestling in St. Louis on the 11th and some other places nearby soon. So just, uh, you know, find me on Instagram. Tell me where you live, and I'll try to let you know when I'll be wrestling near you. Hell yeah, man. I like that you're so accessible to people. Try, try. Cool, man. All right. So for those that listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you know what's about to come. If you want to support this podcast, a couple ways you can do that. At the very end of the podcast, there's a little button. Click on that. It says support this podcast, and you can donate money every month to keep the sex dungeon sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't and then, uh, me made police memes, or I'll, I'll find you. Yeah. And then, yeah, donate, or I will, he will find you and give you a slam. Mm-hmm. United States slam you. No. Yeah, hell yeah, I like that. And then uh, of course, uh, buy some merch. Christmas is fucking coming around the corner, guys. So if you want to get your shit, and if you've been thinking about it, order soon, or you're gonna miss the cutoff for shipping. And then yeah. uh, Christmas ornaments, poorly made Christmas ornaments. Fucking get some ornaments, take a picture of your tree. I'll share it on Instagram and make you famous if you want that. And you're supporting two small LEO businesses, and of course, taking care of the fine sponsors of the podcast, and taking care of Benjamin. With that said, uh, make sure you're taking care of your brothers and sisters. It's holiday season. Sometimes that's tough for people. So make sure you're looking out. Stay safe out there. And uh, remember, I love most of you. Bye-bye. All right, let me hit pause here. I like it. I love most of you. Yeah, only most, not all.